and a warm welcome into the Irish NFL show as we're building up to week one of the 2022 NFL season on the Sunday. Obviously, the Rams were beaten by the Bills on Thursday night. The next game that we're going to look ahead to... Uh, we're going to talk about this in detail, this game. The Miami Dolphins are hosting the New England Patriots uh, in Hard Rock Stadium. Colin, we said on the broadcast on Thursday night, especially to Mark, who is the Patriots fan, for people listening, um, that the Patriots went down to Miami early. Uh, they've had a very interesting offseason. Um, what are your thoughts on this game, and not just your pick, but maybe the way the Patriots and the Dolphins might play? Well, if I was, I suppose, a 70-year-old man, I'd bonding to get down to that Floridian weather as well. So it makes a lot of sense. I mean, this is the, the longest-serving head coach going up against one of the, the freshest faces. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting. Now, Mark, the other night, took us back nearly 20 years to an intentional safety that the Patriots had against the, the Broncos and Bill Belichick's genius as Tom Brady led them down the field to get a come-from-behind come victory. I, I saw a, a tweet from uh, Josh Jabot from the Associated Press earlier, and he was talking about the starting QBs who are 3-0 and against head coach Bill Belichick. And there's only three of them. Now, the first one of those is John Elway, who's 4-0 and against head coach Bill Belichick. The other is Jake Plummer, 3-0 and against two, two former Broncos there. And the third on the list is Tua Tungavailoa. And that is going to, after this weekend, Tua Tungavailoa is going to join John Elway on 4-0 against head coach Bill Belichick because the Miami Dolphins are going to get the victory. Mac Jones lost in the opening game uh, last, se- last season against the Dolphins and it's going to be the same outcome this time around. People make so much of the Patriots, no matter what to do. They're, they're a bit like, I, I know people for years compare them to Man United, but any little bit, of info, little bit of news is big news. They went down on Tuesday. How is that any different to the way they prepare going to Miami throughout the years? As Mark touched on on Tuesday show, they've never had a good experience going into Miami, and in particular in September more so than most years. I can't recall the last time they won there. Maybe it was when Wes Welker had that 99-yard touchdown Mark, back in 07-08 season. I think that's how, that's how far back we could be going. Maybe a few more in there, but They've always struggled there. Um, it's difficult for them. It's just the climate. It's, it's never changed. For some reason, Belichick just hasn't found a way to, to overcome it. And I don't see how they're going to overcome it on Sunday. And I'm putting more down to the fact that this Dolphins team, which I touched on in our season preview show for me, are going to ruin the, this, this Bills team close this year. I think they put a lot of weapons in an offense for a new head coach to play with. And one of the clever moves I felt was he didn't change too much on the defense. He kept the same defensive, defensive staff around. He's banking on them being... Improved, if not better, if not better than what they were last year. For large parts of last season, when they went on that run, the defense changed, and we saw quite a good performance in in London. We look at the players they brought in: Tyke, uh, Tariq Hill, Waddle last year was fabulous. Wilson from the Cowboys, who I felt was underrated. Gaziki, Mark has a love affair with him, and then the, the backfield. They've brought in players like Chase Edmonds, most of from the, the 49ers. They've got all the players there, and I, I see two having a good game on Sunday. And fourthly for Mark, I see the Patriots losing this game in a difficult manner. I think this could be a quite a high-scoring game with the Dolphins winning comfortably. Sorry, I was just delayed there. I was just counting up how many rings Bill Belichick had compared to John Elway. I was just, I was, it took me a while to get there. Sorry. But, um, 
doesn't really matter on Sunday, though, does it? I mean, like we're not playing it on a ring on Sunday. Record, so it's, that's equally as irrelevant. But at the same token, um, the, the reality is it is important that Bill Belichick, with his 48 years experience and more Super Bowl rings than anyone in the history of the NFL, is on the sidelines because he has forgotten more about football in the last 24 hours than the four of us combined will ever possibly know. Uh, and his father did before him as well. Um, the reality is, though, this does look like a, an interesting season. I, I can, with my biased Patriots blinkers on, see a pathway to 10 wins this season. Um, it's a very rocky road, and Robert Frost might have a, a road less taken, which is uh, certainly the way most people would describe that type of prediction. Um, but this game is really about the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins are not quite all in, but they are giving to a everything. They've revamped the offensive line. The weapons are undeniable. I mean, what all Brian rightly calls out and healed combined, that is going to terrify people. It helps because I wouldn't trust Tua to throw the ball more than 20 yards, to be absolutely honest with you. So hitting the underneath stuff accurately and letting those guys do things in space and get loads of yak uh, would be yards after catch. Sorry, I'm not throwing up there. Uh, would be really useful uh, in that regard. And I have concerns about the Patriots on offense. They picked up Parker from the Dolphins, but We'll see how long he stays healthy for. And on defense, which was badly, badly exposed by the Bills, as you all know, last year. The Patriots offense has been putrid in training. It's been exposed by the defense. Is that because the defense is well-beating or the offense isn't great? There's been allusion to the offseason with three head coaches in the NFL. Obviously, two of them ex-head coaches, now on the Patriots staff. Uh, and two of them have never done anything on offense, uh, being entrusted with offensive play calling. Patriots never win in, in, in um, Miami. I have the Miami Dolphins going to the playoffs, and yet somehow any given Sunday applies, especially in week one of the NFL, and the Patriots will win on Sunday. I never in a, Thanks to Irish Cowboys. I never in a million years saw that one coming, Mike. And I, I was convinced the way he was laying around that he just had to recognize that the, that the Dolphins were going to win. I should have known better. Uh, Irish Cowboys saying about Mark's either my phone is dodgy or Mark needs to get a new internet provider. I agree. Now, that's a bold call out. Let's let's get another bold call out and we'll start off with. This is not really about a game pick and I don't want to have any comeback comments here. Uh, look, the Dolphins are going to win. Let's just put this out for a start, right? Um, Mac Jones completed 67% of his passes last year for 22 touchdowns, 3,800 yards uh, and 13 interceptions. Now, it was... A very average rookie class. It was. He won't better that this year. He won't. And I don't think he'll be playing for the Patriots as the QB1 next year either. I think the way that they have uh, broken up everything around him in terms of the offense and in terms of uh, in, in terms of the way that they scheme at the minute. Like I watched that Raiders game in the preseason and we've heard numerous times on this broadcast that preseason doesn't matter. Well, that's fine. And it's fine that Bill Belichick's there as well. But, you know... I'd love to see the Patriots give the Bills a go in the AFC East. It's like watching the AFC West three or four years ago when the Chiefs were on the way of it. It's boring. So, of course, it's good that Miami come back and do something now as well. The reality is the Miami Dolphins here are a far better team on both sides of the ball. Two is playing for his career. If Tom Brady's going there next year, if Tom can still run by that point. And um, I think this could be ugly. I'm not, there's, there's no point in me lying about it. I think it could be 30 or 40 points. Uh 
but if it is, I'm sure we can have a genuinely mature and non-biased or argumentative conversation on Monday night. Because if it was any other team in the league, they'd be getting hounded. Like the, the preseason has been atrocious. But it is what it is. I'm, I'm excited to watch the game on Sunday. And yeah, so I've got that there. Now, um, in terms of we're going to maybe try and switch it up a wee bit this year, aren't we? So we're not. We're, we're going to go to a different game first. We're going to go to the Ravens against the Jets. The Baltimore Ravens column won the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco uh, back in the year where Beyonce was the halftime show and the lights went out in the stadium. I remember that because I was in Belfast at 3 in the morning on the Strombillis Road watching it on a dodgy stream with a few mates. Hello to everybody watching if you were there on that night. That was really, really good Chinese. Joe Flacco was playing for the Jets this weekend. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Uh, do you, oh, by the way, I just throw it in here if you, if you all want to say this. I don't think Zach Wilson plays pre-Halloween. And I think it's all bull from the Jets. Uh, well, in, in fairness, most teams, we talked about it on last night's uh, show in, in relation to Stafford's elbow. Um, most teams will absolutely downplay injuries. Um, and, you know, you, you never really know what the, the story is. Sometimes players downplay injuries and, and play through them when they, they shouldn't. Um, in, in terms of um, Joe Flacco, yeah, I remember that as he uh, had the unbelievable uh, mile-high miracle Raheem Moore and uh, the cowardly John Fox uh, had Peyton kneel down and the, the Ravens went on to to win the, the Super Bowl. The unfortunate thing is that is, uh, you know, so so long ago now. And the, for the, the poor old Jets, um, to be starting Joe Flacco in 2022, uh, when he's 37, when he came out and he talked about how his own kid um, is giving him grief. But he's given him grief because Joe Flacco has lost 14 of his last 16 starts. And the Jets lost a left tackle today who may well have to go on to IR. Um, they might be more cursed than Mayo, which is is saying something. Uh, for the Ravens, I, I'm really intrigued to see if J.K. Dobbins will will play. Uh, we saw him and Ian Rappaport go at it, uh, chirping a little bit at each other a few weeks ago. Will he be active? Um, that will that will be interesting. And and also, what does the Ravens' defense uh, look like? Um, we were used to them under Wink Martindale. Wink's moved on. They brought in um, Mike McDonald from Michigan. It's going to look at, obviously a, a little bit different, um, but with the players that they have back and with Lamar now not having the contract done, but obviously um, you know play playing to um, show what he's worth for me. This is the Ravens. You touched on the defense, Colin. Uh, Harbaugh was asked this week, "What are we going to see from this new uh, defense under a new coordinator?" He says, "We're going to see a disciplined defense this season, as opposed to the." blitz-heavy uh, streak in which we saw last year under Marindale, which essentially lost him his job. It's always been the style of coach. He's worked it's worked for quite some time, you know, so it was a bit surprising having spoken to a lot of Ravens fans. They felt the offensive coordinator was more likely to lose his job as opposed to the defense. Uh, this is an interesting one for Jackson. There's a record to be set. The, uh, he's tied on 10 games for 100-plus rushing yards with Michael Vick. Is he finally going to get over the hump in this game and break that record? Be interested to see how this uh, offense gets on. Bateman uh, last year, as he struggled with injuries, you know, he's coming to a second year. Mark Andrews, there's other great players there. There's a lot expected of this Ravens offense with Jackson back fully fit. I'm interested to see more so on this defense for the Jets because Jermaine Johnson, for a long time in the first round, was expected to go top 15. He ends up going at 25, 26 when the Jets moved back up. Sauce Gardner has been, you know, leading up to the draft was. 
you know, there's suggestions he's the best cornerback to come over, you know, modern day drafts for 10, 15 years and, and huge expectations on him coming into this game immediately. They're expecting him to step up. And Wilson's gone, but they're all, the narrative is that Flacco's ready and he's been really solid in, in training camps and they're going to say all the right things, but ultimately he may play well, but I can't see a situation where they can live with this Ravens team who a lot of us have high hopes for this season. So for me, the Ravens win and they go against my pick in June when we had that live show and Batty Mum first suggested the Jets would cause a shock on, on back on the uh, the Ravens' love train. Um, the Jets, we can talk about Reed. You could talk about uh, drafting Jermaine Johnson, of course, the source, Source Gardner, um, you know, Whitehead there as well. They, they've, they've made a great degree of changes on defense and I think they're going to materially improve that defense. I still think Robert Salah is an amazing coach. I think they made the right decision in bringing him into New York and now they've given him some pieces to play with and I think they will see a vast improvement on their defense. The problem is don't have much on the offense, especially not if Joe Flacco is there at quarterback. So in terms of this particular match, I mean, Colin mentioned a curse there, like more curse than Mayo. Actually, I called out Baltimore last year. When we think about the injury, Baltimore are coming from a season where they could do no right. Everyone kept getting injured. They lost all their running backs. Then they lost all their cornerbacks late in the season. And of course, lost Lamar for a few games as well, accumulating in their well, swan dive would be appropriate. I mean, we, we didn't mention, but the Saints started 5-2 and two and had a swan dive from there when Winston got injured. The Ravens were locked into the playoffs and then promptly went on a complete swan dive due to the multitude of injuries. Um, for me, you keep Lamar healthy. It's very simple. You will be in the playoffs. You will have a shot at this. They have been dominant against the Jets, won nine out of the last 10 games against them. I don't think the game is necessarily in question. More intriguing is, of course, they haven't got to a deal with Lamar Jackson. So now they've stated quarterback contract will be next season. It's going to be a great one for us next offseason because Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert will all be up for contracts. The last two will be entitled or able to be extended after their third year in the NFL. And all of them, you can imagine, will wait for one or the other to reset the market and to then follow the pattern thereof or outdo each other at due course. So a great off-season story already, and we're not even a week one. But for week one, Ravens walk over the Jets. Yeah. Um, a season of slight consistency in Baltimore where they keep Coach Harbour extending to a deal, but they have this whole situation going with Lamar Jackson where I don't really buy into it. I don't really think it's risky at all. He'll stay there, he'll get paid. It's just a matter of time if it happens in the season or after the season. If he ends up getting an agent, I guess we'll see what happens. For the Jets, they've brought in Sauce Gardner, uh, they've brought in Jermaine Johnson and Garrett Wilson in the first round of the draft. That's incredible. Like Some teams in the draft were taking the hand with some of their selections. Like, yeah, I don't want to start naming teams or taking the hand out of certain teams, but look at what the Eagles done to get AJ Brown. And look at what the ja- uh, the Jets done in three selections in that first round. It's commendable. Uh, in terms of what Mark said about Robert Sala, yes, he should be given more time. At the minute, he doesn't have a quarterback. Uh, he might have had a quarterback in 2014 if we're turning back time, but we're not. And for that reason, as good or as positive direction that the Jets are going in the Ravens are going to completely smash them on Sunday uh, unless they score 20 or 30 and just stop which they may do um, at 
Sims Kings on Twitter has said Flacco has lost 14 out of the last 16, so I'm hearing he's due a win. Splendid, thanks, Colin. But I have got the Baltimore Ravens not just winning this game, but winning the AFC North as well this season. In honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they're up there at the end of the season because that combination of Lamar and Mark Andrews, Lamar and Bateman, and the fact that you've got that combination now of Davis and Dobbins is just it's unreal. Michael, you, you touched on it. It was a fair point being, you know, Garrett Wilson, three first-round picks. There was also another one in early in the second round, Brees Hall, running back. He's going to play immediately on Sunday. Um, big expectations for him. He, he'll compliment Carter. Well, who had a, a great season. I think there is better days ahead for, for the Jets. I just think it's a bad, bad game to start with. There's easier games ahead for them. And uh, this one is just it's too difficult. But I do think that they are on the right track and they brought in some really good players immediately. I mean, four players are walking into the team. That most players, most other teams would have not had in the draft. Just going to read out some comments here before we round up this segment of the podcast. Um, have to read them up, Fred. Uh, hi, hi, Fred. Hi again. The comment, the great. Appreciate the uh, co- uh, comments he sent about the Ravens as well. Um, L. De Bruyne said, looking forward to seeing Kyle Hamilton for the Ravens in that secondary. And then Niall Croc says, I would bet that the Northern Irish dude is wrong, but Mac Jones and the Patriots. It's frustrating how definitively. I I hope I'm wrong. You wouldn't want to see somebody that age be out of the league in two years, uh, and it's not a weak it's it's not a weak quarterback class either. I the quarterback class is better next year, um, and yeah. So that is the end of this segment on the podcast. If you're listening in, please do follow, subscribe, leave a rate, and leave a comment. It's much appreciated.